Today we talk about Nissan's response to the global pandemic, a new cannonball record set during quarantine, and we share three things you should be checking out on this episode of the Nissan Nerd Podcast. Welcome to another episode of the Nissan Nerd Podcast. I am your host, Miles Hall. With me, as always, is Mike Teleschmidt. How are you doing, Mike? Miles, I am doing good. It's been a great week, and uh, I'm excited to get another one of these episodes recorded. I've noticed uh, these things are they're a lot of fun, and so I look forward to <laughs> hanging out with you and talking with you. <laughs> well, I appreciate that. I missed you a little bit, too, myself. I mean, currently, right now, we are in the midst of a corona lockdown. So, uh, currently, right now, everybody, we are recording in our homes not the studio uh, that we have, the makeshift studio. Uh, thanks for understanding as we continue on with our processes of recording. Thank you. Um, of course, uh, remind everyone to continue to stay safe and follow protocols. So let's talk a little bit about Nissan's response to what's happening with uh, the coronavirus currently right now. The assembly uh, lines at Nissan and Infinity have stopped production. Right now, they are making face shields for healthcare workers due to everything that's kind of going on right now. They also have sent some employees uh, home for work at home to keep those aspects of the business uh, moving right along. Some dealerships are also taking uh, measures to help out healthcare workers by offering free oil changes that's at select dealerships in your area. You'll want to check with the local dealerships um, in your neck of the woods to see if that's something that's offered where they're at. Nissan as a whole is uh, potentially offering deferred payments um, through their financing options. That's also something that you would want to check with uh, Nissan of North America for to see if uh, you qualify for that. So another news, uh, Nissan has also given back in a smaller way in the form of a printable coloring book for kids and possibly adults as well. Uh, Mike, have you had an opportunity to go through that yet? I did. Um, I need a new box of crayons because uh, it's it's pretty intensive going in between the lines like that. <laughs> uh, no, but I did. Seriously, though, I did. Uh so Nissan, yeah, there's was well over 20 different illustrations that you can uh, print out. This is a PDF that you just download, and it's yours. Uh, throw it to the printer, give it to the kids, grandkids. Hey, for yourself, though, there are some cool ones. There's a Hakusuka. There's a 370Z Roadster. A few others. They didn't ignore the fan favorites, I'll tell you that much. Uh, a lot of them are new. You get the, uh, the new concept cars that are also in there. So it's pretty well balanced, though. You know, I, it feels like that's a trend as of late because I just uh, I, I found today that it looks like Super Street put out their own version as well. Oh, yes, I saw that. Yeah. It makes you wonder, like, who came first? Like, I mean, it takes some time, though, to really get some nice illustrations. But uh... Yeah, I don't know. I, I would like to think that Nissan, you know, <laughs> maybe they started that process, but I don't know. We'll, yeah. we'll take it from there. But it's Whoever still a cool idea. Her- Whoever was first, though, uh, I do think is a kind gesture. Uh, people, they understand that staying at home, you know, it's already, you know, multiple weeks now. Hey, it can get very, uh, it can suck. So <laughs> little things like this, especially if you've got kids, hey, kind of connect them with your passion and you get some really cool cars to, to color in. And it was fun. I, I really enjoyed what they did. And uh, hopefully, hey, maybe there's some more to come and people might just uh, t- take a lead off of this and, and, you know, who knows what we'll see next. 
Now, additionally, in uh, Corona news, uh, you found a pretty good story that came up the other day, Mike, about a uh, somebody making an illegal cannonball run across the country during this whole <laughs> Corona pandemic. Is that a real thing? Uh, yes, it is. Uh, this is uh, something that caught my eye, and um, this is through the drive.com, uh, though. But but I should say that I am a huge fan of this, uh, what they call cannonball run, for, for many, many uh, years. And uh, for those who don't know, the, the history of cannonball is a long one. Uh, it's it started many years ago it, for the automotive sense, that's to say uh, the, er, the early 70s, uh, for those who are fans of Dan Gurney and Brock Yates and a lot of these other big names, this is something that has been going on and they, they've competed in for a really long time. So, so what it is, is that this is a transcontinental time attack. Consider it that. The start and finish points have always been the same two spots and you've got the Red Ball Garage in New York and you end at the Portofino Garage in Los Angeles. So uh, again, let's say, you know, early 70s. So what are we at with that? That's uh, close to 50 years now. These records have been shattered more and more often. And very recently, it always occurs to me that there's a new record being made every couple of months, it seems, uh, lately. Again, this transcontinental uh, time attack, it's done in secrecy these days. And with quarantine and lockdown, this is a huge opportunity for someone, and they took it. And uh, the previous record was 27 hours, 25 minutes. And now, uh, I believe this is unofficial, but this is this is coming in 26 hours, 38 minutes. And that's an average of 106 miles an hour. So imagine driving across country 106 miles an hour on average. And you're peaking somewhere at the 190 range, close to 200 miles an hour as, as a peak. It's very, very exciting, though. A lot of people are saying that because this is the corona quarantine time, you know, does does this count? It, it, should there be an asterisk on this record? It's like juicing nowadays, you know, it's kind of it's the same baseball. But man, what is this? You know, what's I would happening? kind of agree. It's like, I don't know if it's the same tribulations. Do you have the same 16 year old girls putting makeup on and taking taking selfies like in their cars? And then, <laughs> uh, you know, you, all those people are kind of cleared out of the road. Your your uh, motorcycle gangs that are uh, off the streets your yeah. your cops uh you know your fuzz on the road is definitely diminished um yeah. so all those guys are probably uh, at home you know watching golden girls like the rest of us um reruns so yeah. yeah i don't know if i would count it man i would definitely put the asterisk on it i mean it's kind of it's sneaky i respect yeah. the sneakiness <laughs> um you know, and I'm all about, you know, doing uh, the sneaky stuff like that. But, yeah, I, I, I would say it's not a true – I think people are always going to challenge it, and there's always going to be that that uh, that dark cloud hanging over this record, um, I think, for that fellow. Now, if he could do it again, you know, in four months from now, yeah. uh, when this whole thing was probably going to be lifted, you know, I, I, kudos to him. So, Well, well, you are right, though, too, because, like you said, the typical people that are, are usually on the road – congestion in general is not there you know I, I did some reading up on this too and you know while those people were uh, less and less on the road there were a lot more 18 wheelers a lot more logistics happening getting these medical supplies from one place to another for example but um you know the, the whole principle of does it count and you know i was really mixed on this i just want to give you my two cents on this though which is the origination of the cannonball run was uh, in the early 70s was a form of protest 
and the protest at the time was against the the gas crisis and and gas shortage at the time. The, of the shortage, the, okay. yes, uh, it's, that's some of it, or that's some of it. And then the other one it was just the uh, the looming pressure and 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 what they felt as being contained by the government, the rage against the machine that are that's happening, right? So this cannonball was sort of a a form of protest. Uh, like a brawl burning of oh, <laughs> rubber. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> yes, uh, precisely, exactly like brawl burning. <laughs> but getting back to the whole idea of does it count or not, there I believe there should be some sort of honor code amongst the thieves that are, you know, you know, guess what though, this was in today's scenario a form of protest. Government saying stay inside. Well, guess what? This was protest saying, screw you. I'm driving across the country as fast as I freaking can right now. And uh, I, I kind of admire that. I'm not saying uh, I'm not agreeing with these guys 100 percent, though, dude. But I do I do understand the spirit of Cannonball. You know, I was happy to see these guys do what it what it did now. Now, whether it's respected amongst uh, circles is a different story, though. But personally, I think I think it, it's OK. These guys have yet to come out nobody knows their names or faces. Uh, if you saw the pictures, by the way, you know, you need multiple fuel tanks to get uh, minimal gas stops to get. That's the big advantage, as little gas stops as possible. And so you've got these guys with these uh, typically with these huge, sophisticated, you know, tanks, uh, uh, you know, gallons and gallons. And if you look at these videos, these guys got like tanks that you would plastic tanks that you would put in, into like your 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 boat, <laughs> these these plastic tanks. So you look at it and you're like, that looks kind of sketchy. I don't know if I if I would trust that across the country, you know. So what I could say is if uh, hopefully when these guys come out and there is an official video or some sort of record that comes out, I just hope that these guys' personalities are much more of higher caliper than their selection of fuel cell, you know. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I think you can definitely split a room. You've got your people that are just going to challenge that with safety and, and you know, the normal argument that would come with that. But, uh, and then you have other people that are just, uh, you know, your, uh, uh, your live each moment folks. So I can definitely respect yeah. both sides of the fence. Yeah. But, uh, awesome. uh I, I do have a question for you though, miles. Wow. Obviously what does this have to do with Nissan nerd? Right. And what I really want to get to a really cool thought to think about, which is if you had, to do, or if you chose to do a cannonball, what Nissan, Infiniti, Datsun, what car would you use and why? And I think this can definitely be a really open-ended topic. So have you had, what do you think? Uh, you know, I would probably utilize something that's got some kind of forced induction. So I'd probably say something in the, in the realm of turbos. Um, so I'd want something lightweight for gas economy. Um, so that leaves out all the big fat TT stuff, but I wouldn't mind utilizing that. So if you gave me a gutted out, I don't know, 300 ZX twin turbo, <laughs> and then basically take the entire back section of this thing, wall it up and just fill it up with a fuel <laughs> tank with a, like basically it. a rolling bomb. Yeah, um, yeah. That's what I was that gonna would, say. That's probably what I would take, just because it's probably gonna explode and I'm probably gonna die. And why not go in a <laughs> Z32? Um, or I would take, yeah. hmm. Or I would take maybe like an Xterra and then just do like one of those big septic tanks on the roof and then just turn that into my fuel <laughs> tank. So yeah, that I don't know. Yeah. It's a good question, but I think I would go between one of the two. It depends on budget 
and whose car we stole yeah. to do it. That's true too. Um, my choice in all this would be an Infinity. Let's just start with that, and and I'll tell you why is that. You know, when you're making these types of runs, you can get a lot of attention. Obviously, you know, you've got CB and police scanners and whatnot. And so you have to be inconspicuous. You have to be under the radar as best you can and still uh, have the power there. So um, and even historically with this with these cannonballs is a, a luxury car in general does the trick because uh, in many cases, it's it's a low key car. You can. uh you can uh, remove the badges and, and kind of get rid of the, the chrome and carbon fiber and put some uh, some some just plain Jane colors on it to where it looks like a, a commuter car, a typical commuter car. So for me, I would start off with Infinity, uh, and then I would probably go, in this case, Q50. Uh, and the reason why is because it's got a great power plant. You've got some good power. The, the mods are there. You can get the... Uh, the twin turbo V6 that's in it these days to some respectable power. You know, if you want to, if you want to average over a hundred miles an hour uh, across country though, I think that car, uh, that engine has the power to do it. I would definitely modify the heck out of it. And uh, I would dress it down as much as I can. Like I said, get rid of the carbon fiber, get rid of the Chrome, get rid of anything that's red and that draws attention visually. If it's got, if it's going to make noise, I'd have to you know tone it down, but uh, that's the car that I would probably use could also uh, i mean if you really wanted to freak people out you could just do like a like a nissan pulsar and just <laughs> i mean no oh, doors no wow. hood i mean nothing just go for it i don't know whatever you talk about the one with the, the interchangeable roofs you, you do the hatchback for optimal uh fuel cell ca mm, capacity or something yeah. i mean if you're gonna go weird i mean you might as well yeah. go super weird so why not you know i wanted to take a new segment here for us and today we're going to be talking a little bit about what you should be checking out. This is everything in the wake of documentaries, magazines, websites, books that are uh, that have been out or are coming out. You know, there's a lot of stuff that's really uh, that's out there that's really cool um, in regards to Datsun, Nissan, Infinity's histories. Um, so we want to talk a little bit about that. Um, currently, right now, one of my favorites um, is a documentary that's been out for some time. But now is available through Amazon Prime. Um, this is uh, Paul yeah. Newman's winning. Paul Newman's winning uh, documentary basically has everything you would want in a documentary. A lot of name dropping in that. Um, you know, <laughs> I've got uh, Bob Bondurant, Willie T. Ribs. God, the list goes on. Um, it, it just, it, I think it was uh, directed by Adam Carolla. Um, this was put out back in back in 2015 and looked like he had put it together. Now the director on this one was actually uh, a new director that put out the Shelby American story uh, out there on Netflix, okay. that 24 hour war uh, that came out in 2016. Another All those are one. amazing. Adam Carolla funded this, um, you know, and, and put it out and you can tell just by watching the documentary about how much he put into that and how much love he has for that. But you've checked that out, Mike, I've checked that out. What did you take away from that? First of all, it's no secret, yeah, Adam Carolla is a huge Dotson fan, so props to him. And, and for being this type of film that he that he invested in, and, and really, he did a really good job, though. But from what I took from it was, previous to having watched this movie, I, I didn't know too much about Paul Newman's racing career, I, I specifically with Dotson. And it was very eye-opening, and uh, it talks about his his transition. You know, when you're, when you're an actor, you're used to winning. The actor, the... 
the protagonist, the, the lead, which Paul Newman was in many, uh, if not all his movies, they're always the winner. And you know what? Racing is a whole lot different. And so he had to learn from the ground up uh, how how to win and how to uh, how to race. And, and honestly, though, he was a natural talent, though. It, you know, it may have took him some time, but it, it, honestly, relatively speaking, not a lot. And uh, he really had a passion for racing and he did it up until uh, he was in his 80s. Uh, one, of the, yeah. one of the last times he actually did this. Yeah, I mean, he started racing, and uh, I, I, it was like his, he was like forty-seven when he started racing, which is insane. You know, the the documentary yeah. is just is all out, just probably one of the best documentaries I've ever seen on on racing, covering one particular person at a at an era. You know, it, it's it's heartfelt and it's well directed, and I highly recommend it. Again, uh, it's on Amazon Prime. If you get an opportunity, to check it out. It, this is basically. Uh, 101 uh watching uh, movie watching for any Datsun or nissan even an infinity uh fan i would highly recommend checking that out if you get a few moments of your time now, especially now Good that one. it's on amazon prime and you don't have to buy it so oh, do it now you you won't regret it so uh some other things that i wanted to mention here um on this segment of our show that we've just added on that uh what you should be checking out is uh, a website that uh, me and Mike have been a, a huge fan of for a long time. Oh, yeah. It's uh, MotoIQ.com. MotoIQ.com, if you've been in the scene for a long time, um, is uh, the editor-in-chief on that is a, a Mr. Mike Kojima. No surprise that I'm a huge fan of his. <laughs> um, I've probably got wind of Mike uh, when back in the Sport Compact Car magazine days. Sport Compact Car to this day still remains one of my top and most favorite magazines that ever came out. Um, the amount of talent that was in those magazines uh, was just eye-opening. And the thing I loved about Moto IQ is um, a lot of those guys, when the magazine industry was dying off, um, they went and said, well, the hell with it. We'll just start a website and go from there. And to this day, magazines are slowly starting to close down paper uh, options and go to an electronic moto iq kind of got in front of this you know when that option uh, those doors were closed for sport compact and um all the contributing writers um me being one of those i didn't contribute a lot but the uh the pieces that i did we got our uh, notification that the magazine is no longer in production that was when it was with prime media wow. so you know, Mike decided to start this uh, this website, and uh, you know, ever since then, everything in there is nerd based. Oh yeah, <laughs> so, it's not a Nissan. It's not a Nissan specific website, but it is pretty Nissan heavy. You know, you've got a lot of the contributing writers from Sport Compact are still contributing. Uh, guys like Dave Coleman. You know, uh, these guys were all amazing writers, Matt Brown, some of those guys. So if you get a chance to check it out, Eric Sue, sorry, is another one I wanted to mention. Love that guy as well. I would definitely check it out. Again, Moto IQ tags themselves as a collective like-minded car nerds interested in any sort of mechanical means of propulsion. If it's powered by explosion or electrons <laughs> or hell, even steam, uh, we probably love it and support it. If you get a chance, go on the site. If you like it, subscribe to it. But uh, we don't push a lot of other websites here on the on our program. But again, uh, kudos to Mike for everything they do. Yeah. I really think they have a, a high-end uh, product there and a, a great website. Lots of technical aspects to it. If you're a fan of tech, 
it's not one of these sites where you see where they where it's a build. Uh, by build, I mean it's not one of your Instagram type of guys that are just saying, "Hey, look at me." No, these are guys who really put in the work. They're they're making new discoveries, uh, and they get into the minutia of a lot of things. You're talking about metal treatments, why this and not that. You know, cryo treating. It, it really gets into the weeds, and it's uh, it's really for me, it's very very enjoying. So I, I agree with you. If you get a chance, it, it, it's a lot of fun. Very good site. And uh, the last thing I wanted to kind of talk about was, you know, we're going to talk in the wake of magazines. There are still, uh, you know, paper magazines being made. This one uh, is actually an old school uh, magazine that is still in production. Um, it's out of Japan called Nostalgic Hero Magazine. Now, for those that don't know this, you know, this magazine is is amazing. Um, you know, the... The photo work on this uh, oh on these magazines, God. even though even though they're they're written in Japanese, I have to say that the photos in this are just porn. I mean, that's what it is. <laughs> they are just car porn. Now, again, it's yeah. not a Nissan only based product. Um, they do throw some other Toyotas and Mazda stuff in there, but for the most part, this is a uh, an amazing piece of uh, journalism that is put together that uh, we highly recommend checking out. Now. Mike, uh, do you have you checked out a lot of these magazines over the years? They've been in production for a long time. I have, yes. And, and these magazines, you know, most magazines, at least the ones that are here that that are still around, in terms of uh, content, a number of pages, they're they're like a brochure these days. They're very kind of thin, you know, not not many pages to them. The nostalgic hero magazines that I've seen are nearly the size of phone books. It feels like it sometimes. That's that's how content heavy they are, and just the Photography is amazing, highly detailed. Uh, nostalgic, of course, meaning that it is mostly the older cars that that, that they're right showing now, appreciation to. Yeah, I think right now they're doing. Uh, they they still always kind of kept to their plan. I think they run from the 1950s to the 90, 1980s, and then you know everything that's in there is usually vintage car, race, res, uh, restorations, and maintenance heavy. But man, I I have been super super impressed with everything that they've done. Um, over the years and every time i get one of those magazines it's just I, I can't put it down it's definitely like an epic coffee table <laughs> type of piece like i'd be proud to put it out on the table you know i, I mean? absolutely agree i was gonna say that too you know most most of my magazines are uh on the toilet uh lid Whoa. and these Whoa. are not these are on the living room table so. <laughs> remind me not to grab any magazines in your house hey let's just be real it's man over. we're not the only ones doing it i'm you got your you got your uh your quick reading and then you got the ones that you want to show off and share with your friends and and this is definitely one of them uh where would you find one of these at like uh yahoo auctions uh, japan well uh, so yeah, I mean, most of the time, you you Amazon Prime, uh, or excuse me, Amazon does carry um, a little, a few versions of this book that you can pick up. Now, y you can find most of them when I'm going hunting for them. I usually find them through eBay, but you can also find them through um, different websites that are available out there. Um, they are a little hard to uh, find. From what I remember, there's a couple different productions, and you can even go so far as to get subscriptions. We'll provide you with a, a link at the end of the um, yeah. website, or excuse me, the, uh, the, the episode, um, so you can uh, look at those at your leisure. Maybe you want to subscribe to those. But again, uh, the Nostalgic Hero um, is highly, uh, a highly sought-after magazine. I would definitely get those for your own uh, library or collection if you haven't already checked those out. You know, I didn't know this, Mike, that they actually been doing a, um, a show 
um, in regards to, uh, yeah, they actually do a two day show in, uh, in Japan, um, okay. uh, where they just, uh, kind of show, uh, they talk new. about all that. Oh, really? Is it a nostalgic hero t- show you're saying or, uh, yeah, yeah. They, they've been doing it for, uh, for a number of years. Um, interesting here. Um, speed hunters actually did a really good article on it mm. where they, a couple of times they've done it and, uh, they had the shows out in Yokohama. They do it as a two day event. Um, so people can kind of check it out and peruse through, but the, uh, the amount of eye candy is just daunting. It, it really is. And, and Nissan actually has a pretty strong foothold there. Nismo has even gone out there to kind of uh, showcase some of their new production parts that they've been putting out, especially now that they're starting to redo a lot of the old RB 25 and 26 stuff. And then of course, old heritage part, they call it a heritage parts list. So they're starting yeah. to produce heritage parts now and uh, they've been showcasing them at this show along with a, a few other shows. Yeah. It's hard to believe those that the, uh, as a fan for so long, it seems is that, yeah, the, the RB and the, the VG and all the engines that come before it, they are in the, uh, was it at least 30 years old now. So they are in the nostalgic phase now. And so, uh, you know, kind of an offshoot, though, props to Nissan and, and Nismo specifically that care to uh, provide support again for these engines. All right, now, Mike, it's time to talk back alley chat. <laughs> this is the oh, first man. time we're doing we're, first yeah. time we're doing this segment. This is what we're going to, kind of guess, call it from now on. So it yeah. sounds a little sketchy. Going in the sketchy, this is basically a topic that uh, we want to talk about. <laughs> and it really could be anything but i got a question for you is yeah. what is what's the sketchiest place you ever had to go to to get a car park oh oh wow yeah i have one yes <laughs> of course this is through uh I'll, I'll preface this this was uh craigslist um <laughs> all good stories start off with craigslist oh yeah yeah i did this uh this was easily about 12 years ago okay so i'm in college and uh, I'm trying to get a, uh, I can't even tell what part it was anymore. It was, it was, I think it was like a nose panel or something, something crazy. You know, just, you never know what you really want. You just browse and all of a sudden you're like, oh, I do need that. You don't need it, but it's like, you want it. I, I reach out to the guy and uh, he is about 60 miles north of where I live. And he says, hey, let's meet at this gas station. I think, I no, you know what? I was looking at the car. The car didn't run. So I had to go to his house. That's what it was. That's what made it so sketchy. And so we meet at this gas station and he rolls up in a, oh my God, it was like a, uh, like a, like a Bronco, you know, with the roof, the roof that would come off. Well, like an OJ, OJ Bronco. Yes. Yes. Mm. I'm I'm talking about one of those and I'm not talking restored either. I'm talking beaten, banged up every, you can see rust all over the place. It was a, you can almost hear the banjo in the background as a soundtrack. It was spray painted camouflage, uh, homemade camouflage, and it was on a lift. How did you see him? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, go on. So we start off with this. This guy is, uh, you know, he's got one of those Duck Dynasty beards and and just super, uh, just it, it's it's looking sketch just from the get go. And we're just at the gas station, so I finally follow behind him, and he doesn't have a house. He has. He's sort of like a, a, a groundskeeper for somebody's land. Like he, he keeps the land 
Someone you're gonna say a graveyard. I'm just like, oh god. You, you could have been to that too. I'll be honest with you. You know, <laughs> and it was like near a lake, so it was like swampland. It's what it really felt like. <laughs> Sounds bad. I, I, right, I swear go to God. Uh, so literally, so we're taking this this side road because he's near a lake. It, it's not like the most developed part of town. So you go from concrete road to to gravel road to dirt and and i'm not in the best view that's why he has the truck i should have known better but i wasn't going to get in the car with him anyway so i'm following behind him we park and i think i'm getting murdered i'll be honest with you man this guy he was, he was a bigger gentleman i'm pretty sure uh, i mean i'm sure i'm pretty sure i would have held my own but i'm you know college days i'm not completely confident in myself who knows what's happening you would have you would have put up a pretty good fight before the rape started so <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, there would be some some uh, some nail scratches. Uh, defensive, <laughs> defensive, defensive wounds. Defensive wounds would would be in place. So yes, exactly. But uh, anyway, uh, you know, brush the leaves off the car. The thing hadn't been working, hadn't been running in such a long time. You know, you've got this mud and and this this dirt. And uh, I, I grabbed what I could. I took a quick look, grabbed what I could. You know, and I did this near sunset too. So the sun's going down. I'm in this remote swamp area near a lake with, with no road. It's just, you know, gravel at best. I was like, all right, I got 20 minutes. Look around, pull what I can, get the easy stuff, you know, get the heck out of there. So that's that's me, man. I mean, I live to tell, live another day. So that was cool with me. It was definitely one of those moments where I'm thinking, gosh, what did I get myself into? You know, <laughs> how about you? I went to go pick up a stupid Datsun 240Z hood a while back when, when I had one. And this was actually, again, through Craigslist. So anybody out there buying through Craigslist, if you still do, it seems a little antiquated nowadays. But, um, yeah, buyer beware. So this guy <laughs> said, hey, come by my house. I got the hood. I'm like, all right, cool. Let's do this. So I go by. And I'm like, I have to go off to work. So it's about. I don't know, it's like 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock at night. Make it over to this house, and I just hear all this, like, uh, 1970s, like, free bird type of rock and roll. <laughs> and I noticed, I was like, but it was like, it almost sounded like a party was going on. And I'm like, oh, great. I was like, I wonder if I'm going to be the party. I get there, and I'm, like, parked in my car, and then I just hear, like, hey, you, you for that hood. And I'm like, uh, yeah. And... And then there's like nine guys laughing. I'm like, oh, great. So, but then I noticed that there's like a couple of Harleys out in the front. And I'm not saying anybody who rides a Harley is bad or anything like that. But when you wear the motorcycle gang jackets, you're, yeah. they might be bad dudes. So these just all <laughs> happen to be uh, banditos. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so... Which is, uh, for those that don't know, it's just a, it's a popular biker gang here in Texas. And there's mixed reviews on those. I, they were, uh, I'll leave it at that. Yeah. So there's a lot of stories out there. So anyway, like the Hells Angels, so, like that, yeah, right? so this guy was like, hey man, come back here. It's way at the back of the backyard. Oh, oh. I'm like, oh great. And yeah, yeah, the closest thing I can tell you too is, you remember that like scene in Big P, uh, Pee-wee's big adventure when he walks into the bar and it's just like I'm trying to use the phone. The whole bar stops. <laughs> it was kind of like that. Like I'm walking through oh. and keep in mind I'm like 
you know, I'm wearing full like Nissan nerd gear. I'm wearing like a Nissan shirt. <laughs> like, <laughs> I wear like a Nissan shirt. I have like, you know, a Nissan cap on. Like I'm totally looking like I'm branded up. Yeah. And these guys are like Harley American drinking Budweiser beer. I mean, it could have been more opposite. You know, the lingering smell of body odor and cigarette smoke and whatever flesh of whatever animal they're about to consume. And I'm just like, oh, God. I was like, I'm going to get rolled here. <laughs> anyway, I get to the back. And uh, and they're like, yeah, sure enough, there's a hood that's covering a dog kennel um, to keep the dogs from getting wet. And <laughs> I'm like, okay, but it was a perfect hood. So I was like, all right, whatever. I paid for the hood. They're like, hey, man, you should stay and party with us. I'm like, uh. No, <laughs> Did you? And uh uh, I think I stood, stood around to have one beer to be social. Uh, and then that's when they were like, man, you should have a drink of this. It was like a bottle of whiskey or something like, like uh, you don't want to, you don't want to die with a sissy's gun. I'm like, <laughs> Oh no. It's like, uh, <laughs> I'm, you know, I would love to, but, uh, I spilled my ear medicine on the way over here and I need a re- <laughs> <laughs> Mike, Mike, my cat's in the car. Waiting yeah. For me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And he's a uh, what are those uh, those comfort animals that you need for yeah, yourself? It's, it's like a, a service, not a service, but yeah, the, the comfort. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> my my service cat is in the car, and he needs his ear medicine. Uh, yeah. Anyway, but I yeah, that a, was probably the sketchiest time. So. I got one for you too. This is a separate story, but when you're talking about sketch, and you talked about the differences between uh, how you said Nissan. You got you got your brands on, and it's it's about the groups of people. It's obviously your the thumb that's sticking out, right? <clears throat> I did that. I have another one for you though. But I was helping some buddies. We were moving a car, and this isn't just any car. It's it's uh it's a three hundred ZX twin turbo. It's the uh, uh it's not the CRP. It's not the red. It, it it's Aztec red. Isn't that the the name of the paints? Uh, the brightish red Z thirty two you can find. It's got a body kit. Full body kit, it just screams attention, okay? And I, I'm driving this thing from Memphis to Atlanta, and I need gas. I'm running low on gas, and there is nothing to be seen anywhere. Finally, I forget the name of the town. It was a very, very small one. It was one of those towns where when you take when you exit the freeway, you take two miles left, and it's just it's really just a convenience store. It, it was like I went into a, uh, a time machine, like a, a time warp, because... I felt like I was in decades in the past is really what it felt like. So I get to this gas station and it's, it's gravel and I'm in this Japanese <laughs> car, you know, uh, super bright streams attention. I gra- I go through the gravel, get to a gas pump. Cause I need something. I am low. I don't want to get stranded anywhere uh, off the freeway or anything. So, uh, I get to the pump. They've got two grades. They got unleaded and they got leaded. <laughs> I had never seen the two grades like that, you know, and this is a tuned car, you know, it, 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 it can't, you can't do unleaded. You know, if I told my friend I'd done that, he'd probably kill me. Right. So I'm like, oh my God. Okay. I need something. I think I put like two gallons in it just to get me. And luckily enough, about 10 miles down the road, I found a shell station and uh, pumped it full of, of, of uh, premium and got myself uh, home at a decent hour, though. But stopping in a, this rural, just kind of a part of town, and I, I just, I was definitely sticking out. And uh, I don't know what, I didn't know what to expect. And uh, lucky enough, everybody was fine. It was all good. I mean, I, I got a few stares uh, from a distance, but and that was about it, though. 
<laughs> well, very good. So going to the end of the show, we want to talk about new products, also a new addition onto our show. Now, Mike, uh, getting away from sketchy stuff, this is the complete opposite of sketchy. Probably the most wholesome thing that I've seen in a while. A it new is. product that just hit the streets. What do you got? Right. Trying to redeem ourselves here. If you really want some wholesome action. And uh, honestly, it was I, I enjoyed the idea. And this is... Uh, I got the feed through JapaneseNostalgicCar.com, and they have the link there, and we'll, we'll, we'll include it in the episode notes. For you cookie lovers out there, uh, we've got a, a special cookie cutter for you guys, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, who would have thought, you know, this is just, uh, wow, what an age we live in. You know, you can make cookies, but or you can make cookies in the shape of uh, Datsun uh, 240Zs, and you can get the logo of, of the Nissan logo made as a cookie cutter. So taking the passion that you have in your garage and, and bringing it into the kitchen and uh, maybe having Nana cook up a few cookies for you. And uh, just in case being the Z car or being Dotson, kind of making it all come full circle. I like the idea. Did you get a chance to look at this? I did. It, it is. I mean, the wow factor is not quite there. Normally what I'm used to in new products that are hitting the street. Um, I thought it was amazingly uh, cool to do something like that. Now people are like, why are they talking and ranting about a cookie cutter? Right? <laughs> well, the thing is all you fools out there got birthdays. You got uh, potential girlfriends, girlfriends. You got boyfriends, wives. You got husbands. <laughs> Guess what? They like stupid stuff like this. Everybody likes a cookie. I agree. There you go. I like that. Yeah, just, just grab it. Eat your damn cookie. You know what's funny is uh, for the longest time, I don't know, it was when I bought a car years ago that, and these are strictly from the 70s, they're these molds for chocolate. And you pour the chocolate in the molds and, um, and then you cool it and you can pop them out. But they make, uh, it was like, it was for an S30, like a 240Z. And you basically can take the middle of it and you can take, two halves and put it together and it made one chocolate Datsun 240Z and um, I don't know if they still make those damn things anymore but they had to be something like off the wall it definitely screamed 70s and I got four of them in like plastic that I don't know probably causes cancer but nonetheless <laughs> I remember you doing that and I um, I did it for my wedding and I, then I did it for like a Christmas a very nice party gig. and maybe somebody's birthday yeah what, what's what funny would, is somebody told me Somebody called me the other day and they're like, hey, man, I still got that chocolate. And I was like, dude, that was like five years ago. You still got that chocolate in your fridge? And he goes, yeah, man, I'm never eating that. I'm like, I'll make you another chocolate, dude. Just like don't <laughs> die from the one day that you're going to get drunk and consume it. And then you're going to have the squirts for five months. I was like, I don't want, you know, <laughs> well, I'll it, make it, you another chocolate. It reminded me for anybody who needs a visual. Imagine, you know, you know, Easter just passed. And what do you typically get? You're going to get that big chocolate bunny, you know, that thick, just, I mean, you can barely bite into the thing. It's so thick. And that's kind of what this Z was. It was this uh, mold and it wasn't shallow at all. It really, I mean, when you bit into this thing, it took some grit to really get through it. Oh, it was delicious. You could, oh yeah. You could, uh, you could use it as a uh, defensive weapon by any means. Yeah. It would, <laughs> it would knock somebody out and then yeah. you'd probably take out a tooth trying to get through like the fender and the hood area. Yeah. It was, it was solid. So, but yeah, you know, anytime that I can uh, spread, uh, I don't know, uh, love and diabetes, I'm going <laughs> to do it through, 
through cookingware. So, yeah, those two uh, those two products are the new products we decided to talk about here. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we'll be looking forward to uh, talking about a lot of new stuff that's going to be coming out in the future um, as we start to uh, evolve some of our process here on the episodes. But um, you know, Mike people uh want to start seeing us i mean we've got shows uh that are that are coming up here now a lot of stuff is canceling um you know it's hard to um put a pin on what we're going to be attending this year because so much is kind of closing i think the only thing we have on our calendar that we're going to be able to make be able to uh, attend and maybe be able to, to see some folks and we probably are going to live stream from there is maybe zcon this year is what that's what i'm thinking Yes, that seems like a really good opportunity for uh, doing some sort of live feed. I would say multiple live feeds throughout the week. Uh, I think it'd be a lot of fun, though. But for those who don't know, ZCon, which is the Z Car convention that happens over for the last 30 years, huge event. It's still going on, and uh, ZCon.org is where you can get some more information about it. Yeah, for us, dude, ZCon has always been something that we've, we've made the majority of them for over the last 10 years. It's like a family reunion these days. People from all over the country, they, they really are your second family. Yeah, yeah I mean, uh, the, you know, these conventions are, are great, regardless of every year that they've been in different cities throughout the years. But this particular one's going to be at the Nissan net, uh, headquarters there in Tennessee, in uh, Frankfurt. Yes. Um, they're going to be um, having tours through the plants. I mean, the car shows, usually when they have them on the, uh, in the front yard of Nissan, they're epic. They yep. really are. I mean, it, it's going to be, you're never going to see another collection of Z's North, uh, this state side. That's going to, uh, that's going to rival this yeah, yep. typically. Now uh, we'll try to have <clears throat> the president of the ZCCA, the current president of the ZCCA, Chris Carl, probably join one of our episodes here soon. So we can uh, talk about it a little more in detail, but definitely check out yeah. that zcon.org um, to get the latest and the greatest on what's happening with that event. We'll definitely see you there this year, um, depending on if anything changes and, then we'll keep try to keep you updated on any new events that are coming out here soon um any changes any changes in dates um as uh, information starts to be made available and um, as we get a little closer to hopefully this corona thing uh, drizzled down you know that's everything we want to talk about for uh, upcoming events and mike uh, do we have any updates anything that's going on with us as a uh, as an entity um uh, how are we doing i mean we've only this was probably episode eight for us yeah. Um, you know, we're, we're, we've just got it started here recently. We've really only been in production for now uh, just a few months, yeah. just two months, a couple of months, really. Yeah. And, um, you know, we'd like to thank uh, everybody for all the continued support. And, uh, Mike, I know you had some additional data on that. I did. I did. To kind of give you somewhat of a uh, state of the union of the podcast, though, uh, it's looking very, very well. You know, we haven't really mentioned it previously, but it's, it's well-received, a lot of good suggestions as well. So, yeah, some of these segments and and uh, things that and plans that we have in the future are a result of you guys and getting y'all's feedback. Uh, one way to uh, give us some feedback, by the way, we have an email address. This is a new email address, and if you want to contact us directly with some comments, feedback, maybe you don't want it on social media, whatever, maybe, just, maybe you prefer more of a direct contact to, to Miles or myself, uh, our email is info at nissannerd.com. And feel free to contact us, give some feedback, some ideas. This podcast, the whole idea of this of this podcast has been, while me and you, Miles, may uh, co-host this, this show and, you know, try to share the information, ultimately, you know, we really want to hear from you guys, the listeners, and, and we want you to be able to make this personal to you. So this is our way of doing that. Please reach out. Yeah. Let us know how you're doing. 
That being said, just some more information about about the podcast. Again, we've got a over a handful of episodes that are currently on the uh, Podbean network. We've got some other networks that we're going to connect with soon, and hopefully, maybe make it more convenient for you guys. Again, we've got over a handful of episodes. We've got hours of content. So if you're looking for something to do, to binge, give us a chat. Look at the old episodes. And then uh, lastly, hey, our Facebook page is there. We're producing these episodes every other Monday. But our social media, primarily the uh, the Facebook, uh, we release content daily. And uh, so if you're looking for more content and some more interaction, just type in Nissan Nerd. You'll find us. And there's something for you. So remember to uh, like our Facebook pages, our Instagram, as well as our Twitter, and we'll try to keep you updated with any new news that we feel is relevant or we feel is interesting. And like I said, subscribe, and uh, we will uh, keep you updated on everything. We'll see you soon. Appreciate everything, guys. Miles, uh, I'll say cheers to you, buddy. Cheers. (laughs) Cheers. (laughs) Cheers. Come by, buddy. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Nissan Nerd Podcast, hosted by Miles Hall, Mike Delashman, and produced by Isaac Rogers. If you like what you hear, find more episodes and other content on our Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter pages. Use the keyword Nissan Nerd or look for the links in our episode notes. And while you're there, we'd love to hear from you. Write us a review, share with your friends, and provide suggestions for future content on the Nissan Nerd Podcast.